Good morning. Uh, my name is Willis, and um, yeah, I'm giving a message uh, today. And I just like to welcome um, all of you, uh, whether you're a newcomer or or you, someone who's come week, week week to week, and I'd just like to welcome you. Um, this this past week at VBS, uh, the theme was gadgets and gizmos uniquely wired and wonderfully made, and that was the theme. Uh, and each day there was a Bible point, and we'll go through each of those Bible points. But after each Bible point, we say something. Do you, if you were there, what, what do we say? We say, live it out. Okay, so we say the Bible point, and we say, live it out. Can we do that together? One, two, three. Live it out. There we go. So it, that, that's a reminder for us to, to live out the truth that, that we learned that day. Not just know it in our heads, but actually to live it out. So um, I encourage you uh, to, to respond when we say the, the Bible point, and also not treat this as a recap time of, oh, this is recap time for VBS, but also to open your hearts and your minds to, to what God has to say to us today. So let's start with day one. Day one, Bible point was, God made you. Live it out. So just like our fingerprints, we're at least a little different than the person that's sitting next to us. So some, some of us are tall, some of us are short, some of us are great with numbers, some of us don't want to hear the word math for the rest of your life, uh, some of us um, love sushi, some of us don't, um, but I love sushi. Uh, some of us are quiet and some of us are, well, not so quiet. And even if you have a twin, you're not exactly like your twin. Uh, each of us is uniquely wired and wonderfully made by God. We see in Psalm 139, it says, You created the deepest parts of my being. You put me together inside my mother's body. How you made me is amazing and wonderful. I praise you for that. What you have done is wonderful. I know that very well. None of my bones was hidden from you when you made me inside my mother's body. That place was as dark as the deepest parts of the earth. When you were putting me together there, your eyes saw my body even before it was formed. You planned how many days I would live. You wrote down the number of them in your book before I had lived through even one of them. We, not only are we, are we uniquely wired and wonderfully made by God, we were given unique experiences and stories to tell. And I'd like to share a personal story with you. Uh, I actually only heard about this story this past week, literally, and um, when I had family dinner with, with my family. So many years ago, my mom was working as a nurse at a hospital uh, in Hong Kong, and she got a measles shot. No big deal. That's like a flu shot, but for measles, so that her, she won't get sick from the measles. What actually happens when you get a shot is that you get a tiny dose of the sickness in your body, and then your body can learn help to build strength to fight it. At the time, the doctor suggested that to, to her not to have a baby for three months because the measles shot could make the baby sick. But then she found out that she was pregnant. She was really scared and didn't know what to do. She was trying to, trying to decide, should I still have this baby or should I not? Finally, she decided to have the baby and prayed to God, please give me a healthy baby and I will give this child to you to serve, to serve you. When it was time for the baby to be born, his heart was not working properly at first. But by the grace of God, he was okay and he turned out to be a healthy baby. And that person is me. Um, it, it was really crazy when I heard the story because my mom didn't tell me 
until this past week. So that's been 31 years. And I was like, Mom, can I share the story? And then she's like, yes, of course. Praise God. And so people might try to convince you that you are an accident, but you're not. Can you tell the person next to you, you are not an accident? You are not an accident. God made you. Live it out. God made you and he has a plan for your life. And he loves you, he cares for you, he has a purpose for you. You are not an accident because God made you. Live it out. That's right. Move on to day two. God made you to trust him. Live it out. Right, on Tuesday we talked about the story of how Jesus healed the blind man. And through this encounter with Jesus, the blind man saw Jesus as who he truly is. The Son of God, the Messiah, the Lord, and he put his trust in him. In the same way, our eyes to be open when we put our trust in God and see him as he truly is. The everlasting, uncreated, holy, sovereign, powerful, faithful God. I could go on. And as, as, as we progress in our faith journey, we, we see more of God as he truly is. And let's face it, life can be hard and painful sometimes, as, as we talked about early in the service. And maybe it's hard and painful all the time. But we can trust God with every part of our lives, big and small. Unlike the spaghetti and marshmallow towers that some kids tried to build this week, God is always strong. He's not weak. Nothing makes him weak. And he's not going to break or quit or collapse when we bring our burdens and our problems to him. Even when we pray for hard things, he is always strong. He is able to be trusted. God made you to trust him. Live it out. That's right. Day three. God made you to follow Jesus. Live On Wednesday, the Bible story was from John chapter 3. And it was about the Jesus about Jesus and his conversation with a man named Nicodemus. Now, Nicodemus was a Pharisee or an expert in the Jewish law, but he had some important questions for Jesus. Jesus said a number of things in response, and it is in this context that one of the most famous verses in the Bible was recorded, and it's John 3.16. It says, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. Anyone who believes in him will not die, but will have eternal life. This verse... I think it sums up the core message of Christian faith. I was so proud of the crew leaders um, that this week who shared how they came to follow Jesus. They answered in, in their small groups, they answered questions like, who was Jesus? Why did he have died on the cross? What was sin? Um, and how do we follow Jesus? And today, if you are like a Nicodemus and you have, que- you have questions for God, you have questions about Jesus, you have questions about the Christian faith, and, and you're like, tell me more, tell me more. I encourage you to talk to someone wearing a BBS shirt. BBS shirt. Not many of you are wearing this. I was hoping there was more, but you can you, you can talk to one of the pastors. You can talk to to someone. You can talk to the kids. They they were they were great at explaining why they believe in Jesus. So I encourage you to talk to someone if you um and and ask them about how they came to trust and follow Jesus. So day four. God made you to help others. Live it out. On Thursday, we talked about the story of the Good Samaritan. That's the story where a Jewish man was attacked by robbers and was left half dead. And the priest Levi came by and walked by on the other side. They, do any, they didn't do anything about it. Then something unexpected happened. The, a Samaritan 
who the Jews don't associate with, came by, had compassion on the injured man. He took care of him, brought him to an inn. Now, for one of the finale performances, um, one of the groups, Group E, did a 2017 version of the Good Samaritan. We, we thought about what this parable could look like in 2017. And so instead of, ha- instead of a Jewish man, what do we have? We had, we had a new student in the school. That's right. Instead of a priest or a Levite, who do we have? We had a teacher and a principal. Okay, so the teacher walked by, and actually the teacher didn't see the student because she was too busy or too distracted playing on her new smartphone. And he walked by. The principal walked by and didn't do anything about it because she was rushing to an important meeting. And obviously we had some fun with it, and people laughed. It was great. Because it was just a skit. But perhaps there is some truth to it. Are we perhaps too distracted by whatever we're doing on our phones to help others? Perhaps we're too caught up in our own busyness to help others, to notice the needs that are around us. Or maybe a bit of both, where we're distracted and caught up in our busyness. So I encourage you to, to learn from what the Samaritan did. He got it right in the story. We were made by God with the ability to help others. We can use what God has given us, not just to help ourselves, but to help others. And also to help those around us, even when it's not so much fun, like playing on your phone, or when, even when it's inconvenient, even when you're like rushing to something important. Day five. God made you to shine. Live it out. Day five, we talked about the same verse that, that we had throughout the week. And the kids were really good. It really surprised me with um, memorizing the verse. You think you think you can do it? Some of you. Let's go. Okay, let's try that. One, two, three. Let your that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yes. So it's from Matthew 5:16. Jesus said that just like a lamp is meant to shine a light, his followers are meant to shine in this dark world. So Jesus says, go into this world and show them what my love looks like. Go into the, go into the brokenness and show, show what my peace looks like. Go into the world and show what my love looks like. And Jesus says that when you do this, people will see your good deeds. They will see you shining and they will praise God for his goodness, or give him glory. And that's pretty cool. So it's not about us shining and we're like, oh, look at, and people will say, look at him, he's so smart, or look at him, he's, 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 so, he's so athletic, or look at her, she's so nice. It's not about that. It's a chance for us to point back to God and give him the glory. We shine his light. It is for his glory, not ours. So next, um, what I want to do is... Um, Read a book called The Day the Crayons Quit. It's a storybook that I really enjoy. Um, Aiden, if you don't mind clicking for me while I read, that would be great. And the worship team can come up as well. The Day the Crayons Quit. One day in class, Duncan went to take out his crayons and found a stack of letters with his name on it. And as I read it, I want to encourage you to see if you can relate to some of the characters in this book. 
So he found a stack of letters. The first letter was from Red Crayon. Hey, Duncan, it's me, Red Crayon. We need to talk. You make me work harder than any of your other crayons. All year long, I wear myself out coloring fire engines, apples, strawberries, and everything else that's red. I even work on holidays. I have to work, I have to color all the Santas, the Christmas, and all the parts on Valentine's Day. I need a rest. Your overworked friend, Red Crayon. Dear Duncan, Alright, listen. I love that I'm your favorite crayon for grapes, dragons, and rizzet's hats, but it makes me crazy that so much of my gorgeous color goes outside the lines. If you don't start coloring inside the lines soon, I'm going to completely lose it. Your very neat friend, Purple Crayon. Dear Duncan, I'm tired of being called light brown or dark tan because I am neither. I am beige and I'm proud. I'm also tired of being second place to Mr. Brown Crayon. It's not fair that Brown gets all the bears, ponies, and puppies while the only things I get are turkey dinners, if I'm lucky. And wheat. And let's be honest, when was the last time you saw a kid excited about coloring wheat? Your beige friend, beige crayon. Dear Duncan, gray crayon here, you're killing me! I know you love elephants, and I know that elephants are gray, but that's a lot of space to color in all by myself. And don't even get me started in, on your rhinos, hippos, and humpback whales. You know how tired I am after handling one of those things, such big animals? Baby penguins are gray, you know, and so are tiny rocks, pebbles. How about one of those in a while to give me a break? Your very tired friend, gray crayon. Dear Duncan, you color with me, but why? Most of the time, I'm the same color as the page you are using me on. White. If I didn't have a black outline, you wouldn't even know I was there. I'm not even in the rainbow. I'm only used to color snow or to fill in empty space between other things. It leaves me feeling, well, empty. We need to talk. Your empty friend, white crayon. Hi, Duncan. I hate being used to draw the outline of things. Things are colored in by other colors, all of which think they're brighter than, than me. It's not fair when you use me to draw a nice beach ball, then fill in the colors with the ball with all the other colors. How about a black beach ball sometime? Is that too much to ask? Your friend, black crayon. Dear Duncan, as green crayon, I'm writing for two reasons. One is to say that I like my workloads of crocodiles, trees, dinosaurs, and frogs. I have no problems and wish to congratulate you on a very successful coloring things green career so far. A second reason I write is for my friends, yellow, and, yellow crayon and orange crayon, who are no longer speaking to each other. Both crayons feel they should be the color of the sun. Please settle this soon because they're driving the rest of us crazy. Your happy friend, green crayon. He seems to be the only happy one so far. Dear Duncan, yellow crayon here. I need you to tell Orange Crayon that I am the color of the sun. I would tell him, but we are no longer speaking. And I can prove I'm the color of the sun, too. Last Tuesday, you used me to color in the sun on your Happy Farm coloring book. In case you've forgotten, it's on page 7. You can't miss me. I'm shining down brilliantly on a field of yellow corn. Your pal, and the true color of the sun, Yellow Crayon. Dear Duncan, I see Yellow Crayon already talk to you, the big whiner. 
Anyway, could you please tell Mr. Tattletail that he is not the color of the sun? I would, but we're no longer speaking. We both know I'm clearly the color of the sun because on Thursday, you used me to color the sun on both the Monkey Island and the Meet the Zookeeper pages in your Day at the Zoo coloring book. Orange, you glad I'm here? Huh, your pal, and the real color of the sun, orange crayon. Dear Duncan, it has been great being your favorite color this past year, and the year before, and the year before that. I have really enjoyed all those oceans, lakes, rivers, raindrops, rain clouds, and clear skies. But the bad news is that I'm so short and stubby. I can't even see over the railing in the crayon box anymore. I need a break. Your very stubby friend, Blue Crayon. Duncan, okay, listen here, kid. You have not used me once in the past year. It's because you think I'm a girl's color, isn't it? Speaking of which, please tell your little sister I said thank you for using me to color in her little princess coloring book. I think she did a fabulous job of staying inside the lines. Now, back to us. Could you please use me sometime to color the occasional pink dinosaur or, or monster or cowboy? Goodness knows I could use a splash of color. Your unused friend, Pink Crayon. Hey, Duncan. It's me. Peach crayon. Why did you peel off my paper wrapping? <laughs> now I'm naked and too embarrassed to leave the crayon box. I don't even have any underwear. How would you like to go to school naked? I need some clothes. Help. Your naked friend. Peach crayon. That's always the favorite. Well, poor Duncan just wanted to color. And of course, he wanted his crayons to be happy. And, they, and that gave him an idea. When Duncan showed his teacher his new picture, she gave him an A for coloring and an A-plus for creativity. And um, I, I really love that story. And may, maybe you can relate to some of the characters. Maybe, maybe you're kind of upset and fed up. Maybe you, were, you wish you were like someone else. I wish I could do this. I wish I could do this. Maybe you wish you, you didn't have the experiences that you had and, and you feel insignificant and maybe you feel you have got nothing to offer. Or maybe you wish that God's plan for you was different in your life. Or maybe you, you haven't made a decision to follow God and, and you're like, what is, this, what is this shining business? But I'm here to tell you that you were made to shine God's light in the unique way he has made you. He's given us all unique experiences and stories to tell, and I encourage you to tell those stories, to use those experiences to shine a light in the world. We're going to uh, sing a song of response called, I Offer My Life. The lyrics in the chorus say, Lord, I offer my life to you, everything I've been through. Use it for your glory. So as we sing, let us remember that we are called to shine God's light shine his light to get, bring him glory. So let us stand together. <laughs>